to see the king soon and very soon we are going to see the king soon and very soon we are going to see the king and hallelujah hallelujah we're going to see the king no more crying there we are going to see the king no more crying there we are going to see the king no more crying there we are going to see the king hallelujah hallelujah we're going to see the king there'll be no more dying there we are going to see the king no more dying there we are going to see the king no more dying there we are going to see the king hallelujah hallelujah we're going to see the king hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah, we're going to see the King. Some glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away to our home on God's celestial shore. I'll fly away. a few more weary days and then I'll fly away to a land, to a land where joy shall never end. I'll fly away. I'll fly away, oh glory. I'll fly away in the morning when I die. They tell me of a home far beyond the sky. They tell me of a home far away. Oh, they tell me of a home where no storm clouds rise. And oh, they tell me of an uncloudy day. Oh, the land of cloudless days. And oh, the land of the unclouded sky. Oh, they tell me of a home where no storm clouds rise. Of an day. Will the circle be unbroken by and by, Lord, by and by? There's a better home awaiting in the sky, Lord, in the sky. I've got a home in glory land that outshines the sun. I've got a home in glory land that outshines the sun. I got a home in glory land that outshines the sun way beyond. Sing, do Lord. Do Lord, oh do Lord, oh do remember me. Do Lord, oh do Lord, oh do remember me. Do Lord, oh do Lord, oh do remember me. Way beyond. I'll fly away. I'll fly away, oh glory. I'll fly away in the morning when I die. Hallelujah, die and die. When I die, when I die, hallelujah, die and die. And I'll fly away. Amen. Great singing. Would you take a moment to turn around and greet those around you in Jesus' name this morning?
Oh, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good to have you with us today. What a great day God has given to us. And the weather seems to have changed a little bit, uh, getting a little bit cooler. Um, so we're thankful for that as well. But good to see each of you. And uh, we're just praying that God will do something great among us this morning uh, by his Holy Spirit. A few announcements. Um, First of all, there is going to be a baptismal service tonight at 7 o'clock at the Ozenbach residence. Uh, please bring a dessert. Please bring a lawn chair. And uh, you come and enjoy the evening. Um, I, I do need to say this. With all the rains that we've been having, and you know where we usually park at the Ozenbachs, uh, on the grass, um, please try to stay off the grass um, Park in the driveway or park along the road. Um, that's not just to not tear up their grass, but to keep you from being stuck in their grass. Uh, that's not a good thing. We want to get you home okay. So try to remember that when you get there. Um, going to be a great night, so please come out tonight at 7 o'clock. The directions are in your bulletin, uh, so you won't have to get lost. Also, we're having a Word of Life annual picnic on August the 27th. Uh, this is back at the St. James Church in Carsonville, once again, after the service on that day. Uh, there will be directions in your bulletin on that Sunday morning, so you'll be able to get and find your way back there. I also read this morning uh, the Awana Food Ministry uh, announcement that Kim has put in. Um, hard to imagine that Awana really is not that far away. Um, so she's looking for some help um, in the food ministry from 5 to 7 on Wednesday evenings. Uh, and if you can help, let her know. And if you helped last year and want to help again this year, just let her know that as well so she can put together a schedule and put together a staff. Now there's another announcement, but Pastor Tony's going to come after this video uh, regarding the back-to-school movie. I was out here at the Eastern Pad. But that's... 50 miles east. ...from where we found him. Hey! Wait, 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 wait. Do you know where your parents are? Your family? I guess he was on a picnic or a camping trip. He wandered off and got himself lost. Been out in the woods, doing things his own way. Sounds like a boy after your own heart. How long has he been out there? Six years. Nobody can survive in that forest for six years. At least not alone. You'll see. I have Elliot. Who's Elliot? I need to get back to him. He gets scared when I'm gone. Is Elliot a person? No. He looks like a dragon. What's a dragon? The movie's actually going to start at 9 o'clock. And what I'd like to show you is what we're going to give each of the kids that come. They're going to get one of these drawstring bags uh, with, that are, with our logo on and other information. Inside of the bags, we have 
a box of crayons, pencils, erasers, notebooks, and glue sticks. Um, and we are expecting, hoping for, about 75 kids. And right now we have 19 complete bags. So we are short. Where's Jim? I'm not a math person. We're, we're short that many bags. <laughs> All right, so um, if the Lord lays on your heart to go out and bring stuff, please, please, uh, you know, let me know that you're going to be putting it in there. I'm the one that's filling the bags to make sure that we have enough for these kids. We're also including inside of the bags um, an invitation card to come to church with information about our service and website, other things like that, and a little flyer, and you probably haven't seen this yet, but um, that we give out to people with information about, again, about the church, about the different ministries, when we have things scheduled, stuff like that. So they're getting a lot of stuff for free that will hopefully even draw some of the maybe non-church families to come to try Word of Life Chapel, and maybe the Lord will do a work in their life. So um, again, if you have any questions, please feel free to let me know. So how do people know that you're a Christian? Well, this next song answers that question. Uh, it's not in your hymn book. Uh, look on the screen behind me. Uh, it's entitled, They'll Know We Are Christians by Our Love. We are one in the spirit. Let's sing this together. We are one in the Spirit, we are one in the Lord. We are one in the Spirit, we are one in the Lord. And we pray that all unity may one day be restored. And they know we are Christians by our love, by our love. And they'll know we are Christians by our love. We will walk with each other. We will walk hand in hand. We will walk with each other. We will walk hand in hand. And we'll walk. And whose God is in this land. And they know we are Christians, our love by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. We will work with each other, we'll work side by side. We will work with each other, we will work side by side. And Guard each spirit. They'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love, and they'll know we are Christians by our love. All praise to the Father, whom all things come, and all praise to the and all praise to the Spirit who will make us one. And they'll know we are Christians, our love by our love. And they know we are Christians by our love. Father, we come before your presence this morning thanking you that you have given to us new life, that you, Father, have initiated salvation, that you, God, have sent your Son into this world so that we might have eternal life. Father, we thank you for the salvation which is ours in Jesus alone. For Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father except through me. Father, for that we thank you. We do thank you this morning for the life that you've given us. Not just an abundant life here and now, but a life that goes on forever. A life with you that never ends. 
Father, we do pray that all those here this morning know you as their own Savior. They have trusted you. They know, Lord, that you are their God. If not, Lord, speak clearly to them through your Spirit. For, Father, the most important decision in life today is to trust Jesus. And so I pray, Lord, that you might open our hearts to receive the good word of God. Father, we thank you, too, for the various events that are coming up. We do think of the movie on the wall. We pray that many children come, those who have been with us in Bible school, and, Father, attend Awana. Father, we want to reach out into the hearts, into the lives of these children. And so bring to us, Lord, those who, um, who we need to uh, be here in this church to give us the opportunity to be able to speak truth into their lives, to share the gospel with them, the good news that Jesus saves. Father, it's hard to imagine Awana approaching, but it is, and we thank you for that. Father, we pray, too, for the service tonight as we go back to the Ozen Box, Lord, and uh, we as, as observers, as witnesses, uh, uh, to those who have trusted Christ and willing and obedient to go down into the waters of baptism. Father, we pray for a good evening. Thank you for the weather, Father, and ask that uh, all things would go well and that you might be honored and glorified in everything we do. Father, we understand this morning that there are many among us who are suffering, going through trials and tribulations. Father, whether it be physical or emotional, Father, a lot who are just experiencing some really hard times right now. We pray that as a God who is able to do above and beyond all things, that, Father, you might touch these lives. And we pray that the grace that you said Paul was going to have, even when you said no to his request, we pray that that same grace that was sufficient in his life, Lord, might be sufficient in our lives as well. Again, Father, for the time you've given us this morning, we appreciate it. We thank you for it. We are grateful that the body of Christ can once again come together. Father, we have come to worship you. We have come, Lord, to see you, to hear from you. So open our hearts to receive your word. You're a great, you're an awesome God. With you, Lord, nothing is impossible. We stand before you acknowledging your great power among us. Use that power to change us, to mold us, to shape us, into the image of your Son. Again, what a great opportunity you've given us to come once again together. Father, may you be honored and glorified in everything we do. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
Stand with us. We didn't want heaven. We didn't want heaven without us. So Jesus, you brought heaven down. My sin was great, your love was greater. What could separate us now? What a wonderful name it is, what a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ my King. What a wonderful name it is, nothing compares to this, what a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus, what a wonderful name. Death could not hold you, the veil tore before you. You silenced the boasts of sin and grave. The heavens are roaring with the praise of your glory, for you are raised to life again. Let's sing that together. Death could not hold you, the veil tore before you. You silenced the boasts of sin and grave the heavens are roaring with the praise of your glory for you are raised to life you have no rival you have no rival you have no equal now and forever God you reign Yours is the kingdom, yours is the glory, yours is the name above all names. What a powerful name it is, what a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ my King. What a powerful name it is. Nothing can stand against What a powerful name it is The name of Jesus What a powerful name it is The name of Jesus What a powerful name it is The name of Before we sing this next song, I'd like you to ask yourself a question. Is Christ enough for you? Is Christ your all? Or is it all about me? Is Christ my all? And Christ is my reward. And all of my devotion Now there's nothing in this world That could ever satisfy And through every trial My soul will sing There's no turning back I've been set free and Christ is enough for me and Christ is enough for me and everything I need is in you and everything I need Christ my all in all The joy of my salvation 
and this hope will never fail and heaven is our home and through every storm my soul will sing Jesus is here to God be the glory Christ is enough Christ is enough for me Christ is enough for me and everything I need is in you and everything I need I have decided to follow Jesus no turning back no turning back I have decided to follow Jesus no turning back no turn the cross before me the cross before me the world behind me no turning back no turning back the cross before me the world behind me no turning back no turning back and christ is enough for me christ is enough for me Everything I need is in you. Everything I need. Amen. You may be seated. great what we can accomplish together, isn't it? We work as a team. Um, get that opening slide up if possible here. Perfect. Thank you very much. So this is the beginning of a new series, a four-week series. And the series is called For We Are God's Masterpiece. And it's all about serving God. It's all about service and serving God. And, and I'm going to kick it off this week. Pastor Bob has the other three messages. Um, but the sermon this week, the message this week is titled, Consumer or Contributor Mentality. Consumer or Contributor Mentality. And my prayer is that in looking at these different scriptures, we can all ask ourselves the question of, am I a consumer or am I a contributor Am I making it all about Christ, or am I making it all about me? You know, the, the deacon board and pastors, we've uh, spent a lot of time talking about the vision of the church. Where are we going? What, what do we want to see happen in the future? What do we feel like the Lord is leading us? What is he telling us to do? And, and one of the main areas that we keep coming back to with vision is the idea of equipping all people for service in the church. That's one of our key things, actually, um, equipping all people for service in the church. 
Um, and actually, did you know that at Word of Life Chapel, we have core values? Did you know that? If you didn't know that, I only learned about it about two years ago. Um, but one of our core values is this. It's that we believe that all, there is a place for all people to serve. We believe that all people have a place to serve in the church. It's a biblical principle. And we're going to look at that today. And, and I hope, and the reason there's one chair up there is because I believe that this is an individual question that we have to ask of ourselves. Not to be looking around to ask of other people and, ah, oh, man, I do all of these things and look at that person, they don't do anything. Or, or I spend all my time on this and, and they don't do very much. This is an individual question. Am I a consumer or am I a contributor? And I hope that after today's message, you're able to really reflect on that. Maybe as you're eating lunch at Denny's Lenny's or, and you can have that conversation. Am I a consumer or am I a contributor? Let me ask you this this morning. As the song we just sang, Christ is enough for me. How committed are you to Jesus Christ this morning? How committed? If you had to give yourself a number between 1 and 10, 1 being black and 10 being I am totally sold out. If Jesus told you, if you felt like the Lord was telling you to sell everything that you have and move to the mission field, would you do that? If the Lord was laying on your heart to serve in Awana, would you do that? Or would you think of a reason not to do it? There was this story of this guy. He was, uh, came to come to his pastor and says, Pastor, I am totally committed to Jesus. Totally. Like 10 out of 10 committed to Jesus. But I want you to know, if it rains, I might not make it to church tomorrow. Open your Bibles with me this morning to 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4. Here's what it says. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as the one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever Amen. Here's the plan this morning. We're going to look at 1 Peter 4, and then we're going to look at what, what a consumer is, what a contributor is, and we're going to come back to 1 Peter 4. I was reading online, it says that there, it's a really fine line between a good long sermon and a hostage situation. So I'm not going to keep you that long this morning. Um, but we are going to come, we are going to come back to 1 Peter chapter 4. But if you look at the first verse in verse 10, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So each of you should use whatever gift you've received. Every believer has a gift, a spiritual gift on top of your talents and abilities. So if you feel like, oh, I don't have anything, I'm not good at anything, right? That's not true. If you are a believer, you have a spiritual gift, a way for you to contribute, to serve the Lord. And one of the neatest things, and I love the end of verse 10, you are a faithful steward of God's grace. That means that you are a channel of God's grace. You can use your gift to share God's grace and be a blessing to other people. Not, that like blows my mind that I get to share God's grace with somebody else. I mean, that's amazing. That is amazing that I am a channel of God's grace. If you look at the very end, it says that. Skip down past the speaks and the serves. So that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Why do we serve? Why do we use our gifts? For the glory of God. For the glory of God. The consumer mentality. What is the consumer mentality in the church? We, we know what the consumer mentality is outside of the church, right? We see it in consumer America. I mean, our country is probably the biggest nation of consumers ever to exist in the history of the world, right? Ever to exist in the history of the world. I was reading online, the one person was saying that that's a big reason that we see a lot of our production jobs leaving the country when we see a lot of retail jobs staying here because people want to buy, buy, buy. Whether that's true or not, I thought that was very interesting. 
The consumer mentality in the church says it's all about me. What can I get out of this? What can the church do for me? What can the church do for me? There's a man by the name of Arthur Bors, and I believe he wrote this in the 1980s. So think how much things have changed since the 1980s. I was not here in the 1980s. A lot has changed since then. He says this, I often visit newcomers in town, and I find them to be church shopping. They want to know what they can get out of church. Churches are one more consumer commodity. Worship services are not a place for us to serve God and neighbor, but a place where people expect to purchase the best, inspiring worship, good music, moving sermons, quality childcare, as if we buy God and not vice versa. Oof. If that doesn't hit the nail on the head. Churches have become another consumer commodity. What can church do for me? I've heard that so many times. What can, well, what's the church going to do for me? It ends up becoming a selfish attitude and perspective. What can I get out of this? You know, we see a lot of stories in the Bible of people asking, what am I going to get out of this? And they usually don't end up extremely well. There's a story in the book of 2 Kings about a man by the name of Naaman. Have you ever heard of Naaman before? Um, and we're actually not going to look at Naaman. We're going to look at somebody that you can easily skip over. His name's Gehazi. Gehazi. Gehazi was a servant of the prophet Elisha. And uh, Naaman was a general. And he had, we're going to go real through, quick through this story and look at the end of the scripture. Um, Naaman had leprosy. He wanted to be healed of his leprosy. So the king of Aram sends Naaman over to the king of Israel. Kind of fast forward a little bit. Naaman and Elisha meet. Elisha tells Naaman, here's how you can be healed of your leprosy. Here's how God will heal you. You have to go and you have to dip yourself in the Jordan River seven times. Naaman gets upset. There are better river rivers than the Jordan River. Why would I go? It was a pride thing. He leaves. He's convinced. He comes back, dips himself in the Jordan River seven times. What happens? Sure enough, his skin is cleansed. This is where we pick up the story. Gehazi is with Elisha, and Naaman comes back, being healed, and offers to pay Elisha. When Gehazi came, he brought with him 750 pounds of silver, 150 pounds of gold, and 10 sets of clothing. That's a, that's a lot. 750 pounds of silver, 150 pounds of gold, and 10 sets of clothing. He says, Elisha, I would like to pay you. Elisha says, no, now is not the time to pay me. I, don't, I will not accept anything. Why? Because he was trying to demonstrate that God's grace is free. But Gehazi sees an opportunity. He says to himself, what can I get out of this? Look with me. 2 Kings chapter 5, you can follow on the screen. Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said to himself, my master was too easy on Naaman, this Aramean, by not accepting from him what he brought. As surely as the Lord lives, I will run after him and get something from him. So Gehazi hurried after Naaman, and when Naaman saw him running toward him, he got down from the chariot to meet him. Is everything all right, he asked. Everything is all right, Gehazi answered. See, my master sent me, my master sent me to say to you, two young men from the company of the prophets have just come to me from the hill country of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two sets of clothing. By all means, take two talents, said Naaman. He urged Gehazi to accept them and then tied up the two talents of silver in two bags with two sets of clothing. He gave them to two of his servants and they carried them ahead of Gehazi. When Gehazi came to the hill, he took the things from the servants, put them away in the house, and he sent the men on their way and they left. When he went in and stood before his master, Elisha asked him, where have you been, Gehazi? Your servant didn't go anywhere. Gehazi answered. But Elisha said to him, Was not my spirit with you when the man got down from his chariot to meet you? Is this the time to take money or accept clothes or olive groves or vineyards or flocks or herds or male and female slaves? Naaman's leprosy will cling to you and to your descendants forever. Then Gehazi went from Elisha's presence and his skin was leprous. It had become white as snow. See, Gehazi was out to serve himself. It was all about him. What can Gehazi get? 
How's Gehazi going to benefit from this situation? This person got off too easy. Gehazi deserves something. And see, that's the consumer mindset. That's the consumer mentality. What can I get out of this? We see other instances, examples of this in the Bible. Ananias and Sapphira. Familiar with that story? How did that end up for them? The, the consumer mindset is a very dangerous place. And listen, I honestly believe that we all find ourselves there at some point. Because it's a human thing. Selfishness. A me mentality. I found this, thought this was interesting too. This is from the Sunday Express in London. It says, most people wish to serve God, but in an advisory capacity only. Most people wish to serve God, but in an advisory capacity only. How true is that? I know I've found myself there in my life before. God, it would be awesome if you did this. God, it would be great if this happened because it's going to benefit me. I'm thinking from a human perspective, not a celestial perspective. I'm looking through my eyes and not praying, God, give me your eyes. The contributor perspective is completely different. The contributor mentality says, what can I do for the Lord? What can I do for the church? What can I do for the kingdom? Remember, the, the consumer mentality, what can the church do for me? What is the Lord going to do for me? What will the kingdom do for me? The contributor looks at it from the opposite perspective. What can I do for the Lord? What can I do for the church? And what can I do for the kingdom? Matthew twenty twenty eight, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Is that a contributor or a consumer outlook? Absolutely, it's a contributor outlook. For this. Even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life for a ransom for many. I think we see a great example of, of the contributor mindset in Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26. Here's what it says. While Jesus was in, while Jesus was in Bethany, in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Jesus is sitting there. This lady comes. She gives him this perfume as if to say, here is all I have, Lord. Here is all I am. Here is the best I have to offer. And the disciples, they, they look at it and they think to themselves, well, wait a minute, she could have sold this. She could have sold this and given a lot of it to help the poor people. And while she could have done that, and would it have been wrong for her to do that? Absolutely not. She thought of something that she could do even greater, and that was to bring everything that she had to give it to the Lord. So my question to you this morning, are you bringing everything that you have and giving it to the Lord? It's a tough question to ask ourselves because there are many times in our lives when I think that we convince ourselves that we are or we convince ourselves that we're too busy or we have too much going on or we don't want to be involved in this when the reality is that we need to humble ourselves before the King of Kings. I think we all find ourselves there at times. The contributor mentality says, Lord, here I am. Lord, here I am. Use my gifts. Use my talents. Use my abilities. Use my resources. Use my time. Use my energy. Use everything I have beyond my wildest imagination for you. 
for you. See, I believe that God wants to use each and every one of us right now. I believe he's given you a gift for right now. He's given you talents and abilities for right now. And while there might be things he's preparing you for for the future, no matter how young or old you might be, there is a place to serve in the church, in the community, for the kingdom. Now, I told you we were going to go back to 1 Peter. Can you go back to the very beginning of the PowerPoint, please? 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11. Thank you very much. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. What I did not tell you in the beginning is that 1 Peter chapter 4 is actually a passage on suffering. Suffering. So we're being told here to serve in the midst of suffering. We're told to serve as if we speak, as if we're speaking the very words of God, and serving as if with the strength that God provides, giving it our all, 100%, all for the glory of God, while we're suffering. How much more should we be putting in when we're not suffering? I, I told you, this passage really spoke to me. It really spoke to me. If anyone speaks, they should do so as the one who speaks the very words of God. And if anyone serves, they should do so with the strength that God provides. Why? So that in all things, God may be praised. Not me. This is the contributor mentality. That God may be praised in all things. To him be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Why do we do all of the things that we do here at the church? Why do we have children's ministry programs and, and music things that happen and, and the message? And, and why do we have the movie on the wall and other things like that? Not so that people go, wow, look at Word of Life Chapel. They've got it all together. Or wow, look at Word of Life Chapel and the programs that they have. We do it so that people go, wow, look at God. We do it so that people turn their eyes upon Jesus. And like we sang last week, look full, or that was two weeks ago, look full in his wonderful face. I remember uh, there was a pastor that I know whose favorite saying was, look at God. Anything that happened, look at God. I want to tell you, this person came to know Jesus today, look at God. Always directing the glory to God. What a healthy thing to do. Reminding ourselves constantly that no matter how good we think we are or how well we've done, all glory, praise, and honor goes to the one who truly deserves it. So here's the question this morning. Are you a consumer? Or are you a contributor? I showed my wife PowerPoint last night, and she goes, why is there only one seat? Why, that doesn't make any sense. And uh, so if you don't understand it, you're not alone. But the reason, and I'm probably making it up in my mind why, but the reason I only have one seat there is because I believe, as I said in the beginning, this is an individual question that we ask of ourselves. Lord, am I a consumer? Or Lord, am I a contributor? And Lord, if I have found myself in the place of being a consumer right now, Lord, change my heart and point me in the direction of becoming a contributor. And Lord, if I'm a contributor, do not let me slip back into the ways of being a consumer. Because it's so easy to do. And we all find ourselves there at different points in our lives. We're going to play a, a quick video.
Woke up this morning, saw a world full of trouble. Now I thought, how do we ever get so far down? And how's it ever gonna turn around? So I turned my eyes to heaven. I thought, God, why don't you do something? Well, I just couldn't bear the thought of people living in poverty, children sold into slavery. The thought disgusted me, so I shook my fist at heaven. So it all comes back to, are you a consumer? Are you a contributor? My prayer, and I, I know the prayer uh, of the leadership of the church, is that the Lord would lead us all to have the hearts of contributors. The hearts of contributors. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we are so thankful for how much you love us. And Lord, it's so easy for us at times to fall into the consumer mindset. It's all around us. Lord, I ask that you would help us to remember that it's all about you. That Christ is enough. That Christ is all. Lord, lead us to the heart of service. Give us a passion for doing kingdom work. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand with us? We're going to sing Christ is Enough one more time. And I ask that if you really mean it, man, you sing that chorus out. Christ is enough for me. 
Christ is enough for me. Christ is my reward and all of my devotion. Now there's nothing in this world that could ever satisfy. Through every trial, through every my soul will sing, my soul will sing. No turning back, I've been set free. Christ is enough for me. Christ is enough for me. Everything I need is in you. Everything I need Christ my all in all He's the joy of my salvation And this hope will never fail And heaven is our home And through every storm my soul will sing Jesus is here To God be the glory Christ is enough for me Christ is enough for me Everything I need is in you Everything I need I have decided To follow Jesus No turning back No turning back I have decided To follow Jesus No turning back No turning back and Christ is enough for me. And Christ is enough for me. And everything I need is in you. And everything I need. Lord, we pray that you give us the mindset of contributors. Lord, help us to take 1 Peter 4, 10, and 11, and, and Lord, remember it throughout the week, that in everything we do, in everything we say, in every word we speak, in every place we serve, to you be the glory forever and ever. Amen. You are dismissed.